Welcome to episode eight of Startup Bizcast. This week's topic: using RSS feeds on small business websites. It's July two thousand seven. I'm Steve Mullen. Startup Bizcast features advice and education from small business owners and other experts. Its home on the web is www.startupbizcast.com. This is one of my solo episodes where I take a bit of time to give some advice that I think will be useful to small business owners. In this episode, I want to talk about RSS feeds because I think they're a useful tool that a lot of small business owners and other folks don't understand. The reason is that it's a difficult concept to explain. I'm going to give it a shot, and after I'm done, maybe you'll take the time to subscribe to the feed for this podcast. You've probably noticed more and more sites listing their feeds for your use, saying things like "subscribe to this website." There are actually two feeds for Startup Bizcast, for instance, one that includes the podcast episodes only, and one that includes all of the blog entries as well. RSS feeds are used for a variety of types of web content. They're very common with blogs and are the primary delivery method for podcasts and vidcasts. However, there are some other novel ideas I've seen that might be of use to small business owners. A bit more of that later in the show. I'm going to break this episode into chapters to make it easier to follow. First, I'll discuss what RSS feeds are and how they work. Then we'll move on to how the feeds are used. After that, I'll talk about how to create your own. Finally, I'll give some ideas on how small business owners can take advantage of the technology. These chapters will be announced with a little bit of help from my lovely and talented assistant, otherwise known as my wife Jennifer. Chapter one, in which we answer the question, "What is an RSS feed?" Okay, so let's start with the basics. RSS stands for really simple syndication. We've all heard of syndicated radio or TV shows. They're shows that are recorded in one place but can be aired a bunch of different times on a bunch of different stations. That's sort of what RSS feeds can do for your web content. If content is loaded into a feed, people will be able to use it on their own sites or read it whenever they choose without having to actually visit your own site. Right now, you might be thinking it's absolutely nutty to give people a way to get to your content without actually visiting your site. The name of the game, though, really is to make it easy for people to get information about you or about your company. And if what you're providing is useful, your subscribers will, in fact, interact with your website. Either by clicking through the RSS feed or by going directly to your site. So how does it work? Well, I'm glad you asked. RSS feeds are made using a website programming language called XML. Each feed includes information on where people can find the web content, a summary of what the content is, the titles of individual pieces of content, and other things of interest. When this code is loaded into a feed reader, it shows up basically as a list of headlines. If you click on the headline, you're either taken to a summary or taken directly to the content, depending on the feed reader. Feed readers can be found all over these days. Most are web-based. I use one called NetVibes, which can be found at www.netvibes.com. Google and Yahoo also have them built into their news sites. If you do a search on the web for RSS feed readers, you'll find a whole mess of them. Chapter two. In which we discuss how RSS feeds are used. At this point, you might be asking why people would bother loading these feeds into feed readers when they can skip that step and just visit the website to get the content they want. Well, it's because it simplifies things. That might seem counterintuitive, but let me explain. If you enjoy content from, say, five different blogs or podcasts or websites, it takes a lot of time from your day to check those sites to see if there's anything posted. But if you grab the RSS feeds from all of those sites, you can load them into a feed reader. All of that content will then be on one single web page. 
the feed reader will tell you when there's new content available. So now all you have to do is log on to your feed reader instead of hopping all over the web to enjoy your favorite content. And really, once you've loaded a few feeds into your feed reader, it really becomes simple to do. In addition to website visitors being able to conveniently consume your content, RSS feeds are making true, simple syndication possible. They make it very easy for other site owners to post on their website the information you provide on your site. Now, assuming these other site owners are good citizens of the net, they'll include a link back to your site as the original source of the content. And gathering inbound links is one of the top goals of search engine optimization. Chapter 3, in which we discuss how to create your own RSS feed. If you want to syndicate the content of your business blog, it's very easy. Whether your blog is hosted by Blogger or another blog service, or if you have it on your own site using WordPress or TypePad, the RSS feed is created for you automatically. Feeds are a big part of blogging, and I don't believe there's a service that actually doesn't include it. If you've never noticed it or used it before, look around your blog page. You're sure to find it. Then, just for kicks, pick out a feed reader and load it in to see what it looks like. What if you want to syndicate your web content? Well, unless your business website is based on a blog platform, and many are these days, you'll need to create your own feed. Fortunately, there are a number of services on the web these days that help you do it. My personal favorite is called RSSPad at www.rsspad.com. Another great one is called RapidFeeds at www.rapidfeeds.com. With these services, all you need to do is create an account and then fill in the blanks. It's pretty easy. I actually blogged on a number of different RSS creation options on my own business blog called Media Relations and SEO PR. I'll put a link to that blog post in the show notes for this episode so you can see some other options. Now, once you've created your feed, be sure to post it someplace conspicuous on your website. At the top of the front page, or even every page is a good way to go. You can't miss this podcast feed on the Startup BizCast page, for instance. If you go to my business website, www.endgamepr.com, you'll see several feeds listed right at the top of the page next to my logo. When you list your feeds, you'll want to use the Recognize Symbol for RSS feeds right next to your link. It's a little orange box with arches on it. You've surely seen it. If you think you haven't, hop on over to my business site and take a look. Chapter 4, in which we discuss how RSS feeds can be used by small business owners. I would have liked to have gotten to this part earlier in the podcast because it really gets to the point of why small business owners should bother with RSS feeds. But without the explanations I've provided, the full impact would have been lost. So now that you have an idea of what RSS feeds are and how they can be used and how to create them, let's talk about different ways small business owners can take advantage of the technology. The first and most obvious use is to make your web content more available to your customers directly or indirectly when other websites pick up your content. I covered that earlier in the show. Another use is making a feed for your multimedia content. Maybe you have some audio or video content that you've made available to the public. Maybe it's training materials for using the products you sell. Well, you can use an RSS feed to make that available to people so they can download it directly from their feed reader. To do this, you'll need to create a podcast or vidcast feed, which is slightly different than a regular text feed. Fortunately, Rapid Feeds, which I mentioned earlier, has an option to create a multimedia feed. Once again, just a matter of filling in the blanks. News releases are a fabulous use of an RSS feed. I usually tell folks they should put a release out via online news release distribution at least once per month. You should also post those releases on your website. Then you can create a news release feed. Another idea, job listings. Instead of loading your RSS feed with pages from your site, each feed item could be a job listing with your company. Where the feed creation site asks for a web address, you can just put the URL of the job listings page on your company website. 
Another thing you can do is advertise specials on products. Maybe you have weekly or monthly specials. Well, whenever you update those sale prices, create another item in the feed and list those sale prices in there. Where it asks for a URL, just put your company website address. Then folks who like to buy from your site can load the feed into their feed reader and know about your prices as soon as you post them. There are really a million business uses for RSS feeds. Maybe you have a novel one that I've never thought of. If so, please tell me about it. The best way to contact me is through the Startup BizCast voicemail hotline at 206-984-0860. That's 206-984-0860. If you leave me a message, I may play it on a future episode. Another way to reach me is through comments on the Startup BizCast blog or by emailing info at startupbizcast.com. That's a wrap for Episode 8 of Startup BizCast. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Mullen.